how to really master anything. First, focus on that foundational mastery. Get the competency first on something. As Josh Kaufman in the first 20 hours speaks, may take about 20 hours or one month of effort to get to that level of competency. And then focus on stacking mastery. Focus on stacking it, meaning that you can apply what you've learned from mastering that specific concept, whether it be a musical instrument or uh, uh, an investment strategy or a fitness pursuit or anything like that. Stacking it means that you take whatever you've learned and you can focus on other peripheral things to find where your passion lies. And then once you've found where your passion lies, if you want to return to the last 10, 20, 10 to 20% to get to true expertville, that's when you can focus on that. That's really the art of mastery and how you can master not just one thing, but many things. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flow Over Fear podcast, where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flow Over Fear. And I want to ask you, have you ever wanted to master a new skill? Have you wanted to make, maybe it's a new musical instrument that you want to pick up, or maybe it's a new fitness activity or an investment idea or business that you want to start. But the idea of putting in the work it takes to master it to the level of mastery that you, you want to get to that finish line just seems overwhelming. That's happened to me many times throughout my life, more, more times than I could count. And when it happens, you know, a lot of times I just think to myself, well, I might as well just quit because I can't put in the time. I don't have the time to devote to this or I don't, um, or it's just too overwhelming or too like absurdly long. I don't want to spend the next five years devoting my entire life to this. If, has that ever happened to you and you've given up on something that you've wanted to pursue? Well, I want to talk about that today. And specifically, I want to talk about how we can put that aside and really truly master anything we put our minds to. And not just master anything, but also master lots of things. Because one of the, one of the reasons we tend to uh, put aside the pursuits that we want to pursue is because we think we, we, we just don't have enough time for them or we want to pursue other things or, or we think it gets in the way of other things. But I have the philosophy that we can do it all and get a lot done. And, you know, many times in my life, I've given up on ideas or not pursued certain things because, uh, because I felt like it would just take too long, too much effort to master. And so I put them aside. Things like musical instruments that I've wanted to play uh, things like playing the banjo or things like doing karate, things like doing the Ironman triathlon, uh, things like starting a business or starting a speaking career or a podcast, those things I put on the back burner. But interestingly, after I spent so much time the last decade of my life working on, you know, on my personal development and, you know, becoming an Ironman triathlete and doing lots of new things and becoming the CEO of a company and learning more about business and surrounding myself with the right people. 
Well, within a condensed period of time over the last few years, I've been able to master uh, and and get to a level of competency that I would have never imagined before in a lot of the things that I've done. Musical instruments. I've I've re-upped my uh, I've I've I began playing guitar again. I began singing. I began playing the banjo. So uh, and the mandolin, many different kinds of musical instruments. I've began doing new fitness pursuits like karate. I'm I'm grad gradually getting closer to uh, uh, leveling up on the belts there, so that I'm doing things I never thought that I could do in karate and physical fitness. Uh, investing in new things, starting this podcast and scaling it up pretty quickly, uh, getting into a speaking career. Uh, those things have been exciting, uh, but it always not hasn't always been like that. I've given up on a lot of things that I never put my mind to, that I that I just couldn't put my mind to. And I spent a lot of my time, my life, waiting to have the resources or or the what have you to be able to do some of these things that that I've just put them off. And in that time, I was miserable. And today, I'm living more of that life now because I'm focused on learning those things because I've learned some of what it takes to get into the art of mastery. Now, one of the big problems we face is we we fall into this trap of believing that uh, that mastering a skill takes massive amounts of effort. Now, don't get me wrong. Mastery does take a lot of effort. It does. That's why it's worth it. It's worth it to pursue it. Um, but, uh, but it doesn't take the extent of effort that we think it does. We've been led to believe in the past that the 10,000 hour rule is the ap- applicable structure of mastery, that we have to practice something for 10,000 hours or more in order to have ex or in order to uh, become an expert at something. And that rule, which was really in which, which, which has its foundational foundings in the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, that rule has ultimately just been debunked because there's so much variability to that number. It's so arbitrary uh, that, that you just can't pin it down as as a fact or a specific general rule. It just doesn't it doesn't apply. So we could put that one right out the window. And also, additionally, that ten thousand hour rule really was meant to apply only to being the top, world class, very very top of the field. Meaning, like if you want to be the best violinist in the world, ten thousand hours of dedicated effort is is the path to get there. Now, even that is not necessarily true, but we won't go there because this episode is not about becoming the best in the world at something. This episode is about mastery to the extent that we want to be, that, that we want to master a skill. And when we take that 10,000 rule, 10,000 hour rule off the table, it opens up an entirely new world to us on what we have the capability to achieve in our lives and how much of it we can. Um, so much to the extent that people often do ask me, and this is not meant to be a brag. So take that within the spirit in which is, which is intended. Um, but I've worked my, I've worked really hard to get to the level that I'm at with a lot of these things. So I kind of have the right to brag on some of this stuff, but I am often asked, um, you know, how I'm able to, how I'm able to, get so good at certain things uh, so quickly and so uh, and, and so many different activities. 
Um, they see what I've done with music or I perform with music. They see me doing dad jokes all the time. And, and how do you think of those things? Or they see me qualifying for the Ironman world championship. Did I tell you about that? Um, you know, all of those kinds of things. And, and it's a question that I'm often asked. And that's why I want to talk about it a little bit here, because I don't think it's as hard as we think it's difficult. I mean, it's, it's challenging. It's meant to be challenging. It's a good thing that it's challenging because the more that we can overcome challenges, the more that we can stretch our comfort zone, the more capable we become at more things, the more we level up at more things in our lives. Um, it does take discipline. Yes. And that's something we talk about on this show. And there's a reason I talk about that. But I also want to talk about the mastery piece, the idea that we can master anything and we can master lots of things if we put the right kind of effort into it. And if we put a, put aside all of those, uh, uh, all of those cliches that we learn, like, you know, the 10,000 hour rule or giving 110% all the time or doing all of these things. If you've heard this show, you know what I think about giving 110% all the time, that it's a recipe for burnout, that it just will not work for us. It, it doesn't work for people. It's not a sustainable metric for things that require in, endurance. And what we talk about here, most of the achievements that we want to achieve, whether it be a musical endeavor or a fitness endeavor or a business endeavor, most of those things require endurance. And so giving 110% all the time, we're going to burn out. We're going to quit. There's no question about that. So we scale back and we give 80%. And ultimately, our 80% gets faster and faster. So our 80% becomes everyone else's 110%. So that's one of the first rules. And that's the rule number one with regard to discipline is, yes, we need to stay consistent. Everybody knows that about discipline. But the piece that we always miss is this idea that uh, we need to slow down our effort in order to speed up. So starting out, we need to slow down. Um, so there is a great YouTube video that I want, uh, I want to send you to, um, uh, in this, uh, uh, that talks a lot about this idea of the 10,000 rule and debunk 10,000 hour rule and debunking it and what it really takes to master anything, um, or what it takes even just to get competent at something. And, uh, and that video is called the first 20 hours. And it was, it was a, it was a TEDx talk that was done about 10 years ago by a uh, gentleman by the name of Josh Kaufman. It is such a great TED talk because it breaks down exactly what it really, what it does take, uh, research backed evidence that, that talks about what it takes to really become competent at something to the extent that you're good enough to, to be considered having it mastered. Um, and mastery in and of itself is kind of a word you have to define for yourself. There's no really, there's no really metric, no real metric for what mastery looks like. Is it the top 5%? Is it the top 1%? Is it just knowing what you're doing? So really you can define it yourself. The way I define mastery is, is this idea of mastering something of being able to do it is to be able to do it competently repeat a bit re, and and replicate it and and do it over and over again to the extent that uh, uh that you have a high level of competency at it that doesn't take ten thousand hours according to josh kaufman's research that takes 20 hours now think about that for a second 20 hours versus ten 
thousand hours. What can you accomplish in 20 hours? Hey, everyone, I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you've been listening for a while, you know how important community and mentorship is to living a life of abundance above your fears. If you want to connect with me, hear about new offerings, episodes, and strategies to live with conviction, courage, and clarity, then sign up for my newsletter now. It's a way to stay connected to me outside of social media and bring a little empowerment to your inbox and maybe a few dad jokes here and there. Sign up now at adamcliffordhill.com. Now back to the show. As, as Kaufman puts it in his video, what that looks like is, it, is, is it's really spending 45 minutes a day for a full month on that activity with disciplined effort on that activity. So let me talk about what, what, what I think disciplined effort looks like on that. And this is the first piece of how I want to define mastery of, of how to master anything and to master more things. The first part I want to talk about is this foundational mastery. Now, foundational mastery is, is what I consider starting from scratch and building, uh, building mastery in an activity to the extent that you're competent. Um, so pick one activity and find out, uh, you know, and, and really start to get that disciplined effort. A lot of times that requires maybe getting a coach or getting some guidance on what you want to do, um, so that you're not just messing around because that foundational, uh, mastery requires, uh, you know, focusing on that competency and, um, and, this is where the 80% the 80/20 rule applies pareto's principle um not only do you want to spend you know just 80% effort on this activity so that you can stay consistent and maintain it sustainably you also want to make sure that you focus on the 20% of the activities in that uh in that activity that will produce 80% of the results you want to focus on the 20% of the activity that is going to produce 80% of the results. Now, many times, like, so, so let me apply this to what that looks like in, um, in a, in a song, uh, or in, in playing music, say you want to learn to play the guitar and your favorite song is Layla by Derek and the Dominos. Um, and, uh, you, so you, We'll pick up the guitar and you start trying to play the Layla riff. You start trying to play that. You try to you start trying to play and you keep failing, you keep failing, keep failing, keep failing. You're not going to get a lot better because what you're focusing on there is the 20%, uh, or you're focusing on the activity that is that is at the top of the results. You don't have that foundational stuff done yet. Uh you haven't you haven't worked on the fundamentals of of learning how to play the music. So the the uh, 20% of the activities that are going to produce 80% of the results in most things, including music and fitness and investing and all of that, really comes from the fundamentals, learning the fundamentals. In music, what that looks like is learning how to play the scales and playing all the boring stuff and the arpeggios, learning the uh, music theory, learning all of that kind of stuff. In fitness, what that means is doing the really easy uh, cardio workouts and doing the really simple strength exercises and those kinds of, of things. 
those things that translate into those other more complex areas. But we're not going to focus on the complex yet. Um, it's just on the fundamentals. In investing, it looks like learning the principles of what uh, business uh, financials look like so that you can apply them to any other different business. Uh, applying those fundamentals and learning the fundamentals of these things uh, won't take much time, but they will have incredible results. So look for those things first. Look for the things that are going to produce 80% of the results that you want to see. And then what that what happens after that is after you master that, after you get some competency in that, those activities translate into the other more complex things. So that when you want to play that Layla riff, you have those fundamentals, you have the muscle memory so that you can more easily pick that up. That's how you start to master it. I know that sounds really, uh, you know, really simplified and, and really, um, uh, you, you know, it's, it's something that we all hear a lot is work on the fundamentals, but that is why, because those fundamentals that we work on will translate into the more complex and the higher level stuff. When you build that foundation, uh, that foundational mastery, that's when you can start adding on top of that. And then the next, uh, the next part of that mastery piece is, 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 uh, you know, after you spend that first 20 hours, as Josh Kaufman says, and that's what I would suggest as a, as homework for you. If you can think of an activity that you want to participate in, that you want to master, think about something. I know you've got something in mind. What is that thing? I want I want you to look at 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 developing a level of competency over the next month. So if we're heading into December right now, why not focus on like an end of 2023 goal of during the month of December I am going to master uh you know playing the guitar 20 hours. Uh, I I I swear guys, watch that video of the first 20 hours and you know he picks up he learns how to play the ukulele on that one. And so just all when you're learning to play the guitar, all it takes is 20 hours or so to learn just a few chords of, of playing and strumming so that you can become competent. And once you become competent, once you focus on those 20 hours, the next piece of mastery after that foundational mastery is stacking. And this is where we get into mastery of multiple activities. Um, and this is really where it starts to get a little fun. Because you've already now now you've become competent in one skill, whether it be uh, you know whether it be that musical instrument or whether it be uh, you know maybe maybe you spent the last month uh, getting some endurance down and starting to get into triathlon, so you're starting to see some fitness level there. So now it starts to get more fun. We can start to stack that mastery. Uh, in other words. If your goal is really to learn how to play, uh, say, the banjo, well, the banjo is a great instrument. Um, and there's a great joke about that that a friend sent me uh, once that's, that uh, uh, it basically had a listing on, on one of those poles. You know how they have a sheet of paper on light posts and things like that that, uh, that ask you, hey, do you want guitar lessons or anything like that? Um, and it said, it, it just simply said, hey, do you want banjo lessons? And there were a bunch of tabs that just said, no, thanks. And that's pretty much, have, you know, my banjo jokes. Um, but, uh, but anyway, the, uh, if you want to learn to play the banjo, you can start there and it can be really difficult. 
so uh, and it gets really difficult to start because you're learning this this really unique instrument that has five strings and they're tuned really interest weirdly, but you can do it. But one of the one of the ideas that I have about how to master certain things is if say you want to master a musical instrument, start in that foundational mastery phase. Start with an instrument that is highly translatable, like the piano, right? The piano, you get to use both hands. You get to you get to learn two different clefs when you're learning the music. You get to learn the bass clef and the treble clef. Um, you get to learn how to, you know, the dexterity in both hands, and you learn the musicality. You learn the chords. You learn different progressions and things like that. So there's a lot of power in learning the piano before anything else because it's translatable. If you spend 20 hours on that piano, even if that's not the instrument you want to learn, uh, it can translate over. Um, then you can, then once you, uh, learn the piano, you spend that 20 hours, then you can stack the mastery by adding on the banjo and starting to learn the banjo. Um, uh, because there's different skills involved, but primarily you already know chords. You know what chords mean. You know what a chord sounds like. You have the musical ear that has already been developed so you can translate that over the skills you have to learn or less. So it's going to actually take less time now to master that because you're stacking on new things. And so my suggestion for uh, uh, mastering instruments would be piano, then guitar, then something like a banjo and the peripheral stringed instruments that you might want to learn. Or if you want to go the classical route, you can go from like piano to uh, to violin or cello and then, you know, and then, um, outward from there as well. But, but you can really, once you learn one instrument that is highly translatable to other instruments, you can start to master those other instruments as well. And then people will be looking at you like, wow, how, how did you learn to do all of that? Um, how, how can you, how can you learn to do so many different things? That's how, because you have that foundational mastery, you can start to incorporate stacking. That also works in things like fitness or investing. Think about investing for a moment. If you learn to, if you learn business uh, fundamentals by by learning to uh, research the fundamentals of the stock market of certain businesses, and uh, and you just start researching a lot of that and investing a small amount of money there, you start to get the foundational education of the mastery on that. Maybe to extend that outward into other investments, like you want to start investing in real estate or a new business venture or anything like that. Now, please keep in mind that I am not an investment advisor. I do not have any specific or, uh, uh, or uh, you know, education behind me with regard to investment strategy. So this is not investment advice. I am simply saying how to, how you can learn to master the education that you need to pursue some of the things that you want to pursue. Um, and that's how you can start to take that foundational mastery, that mastering of one thing, uh, and start to stack on top of that other things that you want to do. But remember, it starts with one thing that you want to master. Uh, how, the, the way that you can master anything is to first master one thing. That's my That's my Eastern knowledge to you right there. Um, so, and then the final, uh, the final piece that I want to share with you, the final, uh, piece of advice with regard to that is as you're stacking on that mastery, um, 
the one thing that you can do is decide after you spend that first period of time getting to a level of competency. Uh, it is really, you know, getting, getting mastery to about 90%. It happens relatively quickly. It certainly doesn't take 10,000 hours to, to get to that level of mastery with dedicated effort. It takes closer to 20 hours to get to that level of competency. And you'll find that pretty quickly you get to about 90% of, you know, uh, uh, that 90% of that skill level, um, where, you know, you're, you're reasonably competent and that, that 90% didn't take long. That last 10% that gets you into expertville, um, that takes a lot longer. That's where that, that long tail is. That's what we, that's where we call the learning curve starts to plateau out and we get diminishing returns. So getting to that 90% really happens relatively quickly with a lot of disciplined effort. That last 10% takes a long time. But here's what I'm going to say about that. If you really enjoy that activity, if you find that over the course of mastering whatever it was or getting competency in what it was that you wanted to pursue, uh, then you can decide at that point whether you whether or not you want to get want to go into expertville and spend that remaining time. Because there are really only, there are really very few things that we can spend, uh, getting into expertville, uh, into that, that, that expert, that last 10%. It takes a lot of our effort. Uh, one of the examples, you know, I would share with you is, is for me was the Ironman triathlon. When I pursued that, I, it didn't take long for me with disciplined effort. It doesn't take long for really anybody to get to the level of athletic competency to really be fit enough to to do an Ironman triathlon. I will say it takes probably a lot longer than 20 hours to get there. That is for sure. Um, but, uh, uh, but, you know, within a few months, um, within, you know, less than a year, I would say most people could finish an Ironman. Um, but there's, but there's, but in order to get to the level where you're actually competing at a world championship level, that's where that final 10% comes in. That's where we're talking about it being like a part-time job, like where it's 20 hours a week. It gets, takes a lot of time. Um, and there's really no, uh, there's no clear metric. You can't just say it's going to take you 10,000 hours before you can qualify for Kona. It's just not true. Some people do it faster. Some people do it a little slower. But the point is, is that achieving that last 10% first comes by you have to want it. You have to want it a lot, more so than just getting to a level of competency. And that, so really, once you get to that 90%, decide at that point, do I want to pursue this at 10, at that additional 10%? And you may find that you're working on different, lots of different things that you might be mastering. You might be doing like martial arts over here, or you might be doing a musical instrument over here and investing over here, doing certain things over here. But, uh, uh, um, but you may find that you've really fallen in love with, playing the banjo and that's where you want to spend your time going into expertville that's where it's going it's going to require a lot more time and a lot more discipline but now what's great about that this whole foundational mastery piece is that just by spending time achieving that 80 or 90 percent by focusing on the 20 percent of activities that produce 9 80 percent of the results by getting that foundational mastery, 
you've instilled the habits, a discipline in order to go into expert film. The point is, is that we've are even behind the scenes, as you're building this foundational mastery, you're building the habits to actually make you more disciplined. And that's what's great about it. That's really the secret behind it is, is that in the first, first part, we are more focused on developing the fundamentals and the foundation. The script is really flipped from how we perceive it uh, because the way that we tend to think about it is that I want to be an expert in this and it's going to require discipline. So I'm just going to be disciplined and do it. But that doesn't work. We have to start slow. We have to start easy. We have to focus on getting that 80% with 80% effort before we can pursue the additional 10 to 20% that we want to get to absolutely get into that expert, uh, high world-class level. And so if you want that, just make sure you focus on the fundamentals and the foundational mastery first. So that's the order of operations for how to really master anything. First, focus on that foundational mastery. Get the competency first on something. Takes uh, as, as Josh Kaufman in the first 20 hours speaks, may take about 20 hours or one month of effort to get to that level of competency. And then focus on stacking mastery. Focus on stacking it, meaning that you can apply what you've learned from that spe- from mastering that specific concept, whether it be a musical instrument or uh, uh, an investment strategy or a fitness pursuit or anything like that. Uh, stacking it means that you take whatever you've learned and you can focus on other peripheral things to find where your passion lies. And then once you've found where your passion lies, if you want to return to the last 10, 20, 10 to 20% to get to true expertville, that's when you can focus on that. Uh, that's really the art of mastery and how you can master not just one thing, but many things. But just remember this, folks, that if you want to, if you want to master anything, you have to start by just mastering one thing. So get started today. Just start. Take one step forward. And thank you for joining me today. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flow Over Fear podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do. And I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then.